The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton, here's Chris Yao. Good Monday morning and welcome in to another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint, I'm Chris Yao, joined as always by Mo Patton, Coach Mike on the controls. Hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week this morning. I know that... It can be a little bit of a struggle to get um, to get going on a Monday morning, but I know that you guys are excited about today and this week. I know we have a ton of high school sports to get to. Great schedule this week, so I know that I am looking forward to it. Before we get into all of that, though, I ask Momo, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it was, um... I would love to know. It was all right. It was all right. And yesterday evening was a little eventful, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Glad to be here, as always. Um, We're we're glad you're here. Well, um, like I said, glad to be here. It's it's Monday. But, um, hey, national championship tonight, right? That is correct, and we will be... At Amigos, five to seven tonight. Hopefully, the front porch sports crew will join us. If not, more than JP. Yeah, some if not all. We we hope that yeah. they'll come hang out with us. Should be fun. It, I, man, we'll probably talk about it in the second hour. But uh, we'll definitely talk about it in the second hour. But hey, if you have no plans, or if you do have plans, break them. Come join us down at um, Amigos in Spring Hill. We will be going live from 5 to 7 prior to the Gonzaga-Baylor game, and we're going to talk more about that in the second hour as well. But, you know, question for you to think about, Chris, as we get ready for that second hour. Does the Gonzaga-UCLA game make you think differently of Gonzaga going into this championship game? You don't have to answer it now. Just – Ponder. Uh, yeah, ponder. Ponder. Not Keith. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about this um, this national championship game. I'm excited about the high school sports that we will have this afternoon. I know there are plenty. There's plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty pretty full show today. We've got. Obviously, we'll talk about that. Well, we were just talking about the, the national championship game and the, the two semifinals that got us there. Also, in the second hour, we will talk about the Atlanta Braves' offensive woes and unluckiness. <laughs> and and how they intertwined over the weekend. It just, yeah, it, it, was, it was tough. But nothing we've not seen before. I also need to talk a little bit about the women's Final Four. Let me tell you what we need to talk about there. We need to talk about how impressive the Pac-12 has been, both men's and women's, <clears throat> this <laughs> this postseason. I guess it's tough not to, to be honest, at this uh, point. That's, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly don't want to talk about um, two Pac-12 teams playing in the national championship game. First time... In how long that no team from the from east of the Mississippi was involved? Oh, eighty six. Yeah, it's been. I think. I, I think. Yeah, before I was born. <laughs> a few months before, but get before out of here born. with that. Get out of here with that youngster. I, I mean, it's just it, it, that's wild to me. So, anyway, we'll, we will ter- certainly talk about that. We've got uh, again Braves. Stuff to talk about, and I think it's it's probably going to end up being more than one segment in the Braves because we have to talk about the All Star Game, and our exchange on Twitter was so exciting and riveting that I want to continue that here. Well, that makes one of us. Well, but anyway, you know, I won't I, I won't use the word. Okay, thank you. But I will say that uh, I will try to find another way around it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, other than that, I think, I, I mean, the All-Star Game moving is kind of a big deal. It's kind of <laughs> needs to be talked about. So, yeah. yeah. And why they did it is certainly a good well, thing to talk about. Well, I mean, I don't think you can talk about it being moved without why it was moved. So, yeah. Exactly. All right, so anyway, big show. Uh, full disclosure, I'm kind of rambling right now because I was trying to make sure we get the rundown situated, and it's situated. <laughs> There's one exception that I'm going to try to fix here real quick. That's okay. I, th- I think we we're close enough for you know for us to figure for, it for out government work, at least to figure it out from here. Okay. Uh, also, in this later in this hour, we're going to talk about some games that we went to over the weekend. Um, and some occurrences that we saw. You guys can't see us on games. Facebook, and I apologize. Hey, there we are. Oh, I like how he turned your light on, but not mine. Because I needed more. I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying. Maybe he was. Hey, you can see me now. That's okay. I'm That's sorry. You can get away with that comment. No, hey. you realize that. It is what it is. He I said mean. it last week. He's like, you look, I mean, I, I need more light than everybody else. 
It's really dark in here, but I like, I mean, I like the not having the fluorescence. My eyes don't hurt as much when they're not on, so. Well, it's all about Chris's eyes. Exactly. Look, I had a struggle this week. This weekend was, my eyes were so tired. I guess I had old contacts in. You know how, you know how after <laughs> wouldn't about. wouldn't have anything to do with that new uh, person you have in your house. This, no. Uh, so, <laughs> so yesterday, yesterday I was, I don't know, sitting around the kitchen table and uh, we were playing cards and Sarah was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm just exhausted. And she said, why? I said, my eyes are just tired. And I closed my left eye and my right, like I could, everything was blurry out of my right eye. And I was like, it's obviously these contacts, they're old and my eyes have been working really hard to try to see through them. And so I took my contacts out, and I was fine. I literally stayed up till 12 o'clock last night watching, catching up on the uh, the ABC series For Life, which is fantastic. Oh, it's a way. great show. It's a great show. Um, yeah. And then feeding Charlie. <laughs> so. Because priorities. Well, I mean, you got to, she's, she's got to eat. Mm-hmm. And, uh. It's easier for me to just stay awake till midnight than try to go to sleep at 10 and wake up at midnight. So, might as well just stay awake. But the problem is, I didn't wake up till 7.20 this morning, and I usually leave at 7.20. That's why I got here at quarter till nine. Hey. It's been a day. Show didn't go on till nine. It's all good. Well, yeah, but that's also, <laughs> but that's also why I was trying to situate the rundown halfway into the first segment. Look, Daddy, look. Daddy, you don't want to blame the, the the girl, but at the same time, well, it, there's there's a different there's a different dynamic in your schedule, and you're still getting used to that. So just a little. <laughs> hey, just it's not blaming; it's just no, stating uh, facts. Right, I was going to say it's it's a reality. Yeah. Looked up some some airline prices yesterday. Where uh, are you going? Southwest want to get away flights. I was just looking at at, at the Brave Road schedule. Games? Yeah, and just seeing where can I go <laughs> just randomly, right? Don't go to Washington because they may or may not play. Yeah, don't go to Washington. Yeah, from what I understand, they're not um, playing today. So, right. Uh, yeah, they're not going to play today. I guess they'll play. They may play 2-7 tomorrow. I think that's 2-7 tomorrow. Is that the plan? <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Is that is that still what they're doing, 2-7 inning doubleheaders when they play doubleheaders? You know, I just don't know. I don't think they do either. <laughs> no, we haven't made that decision. Well, so let's put it this way. It's kind of like the DH decision. If I don't hear anything, I think we're going back to normal. Because it was it, there was never a, this is a permanent until further mm-hmm. notice, two sevens. It was for 2020, it's right. two sevens. So they may play two nines. Speaking of the DH, the Angels said, we don't need it last night. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, also, though, he may be a DH. <laughs> when Pujols needs a day off, you can just throw him in. You, you could do worse. Hey, dude was fantastic, not only as a hitter in Japan, mm-hmm. but or not only as a pitcher, but also as a hitter in Japan. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, think about that lineup last night. Pitching and batting second. Pitching and batting sh- second. Sh- Shohei Otani. Yes, that's odd as it is, but (laughs) worked out because he certainly had a moonshot. Well, he on his first on the first pitch he saw, and and they won. Speaking of no DH, 
Ian Anderson in his first career at bat. We'll we'll get to that in that unluckiness that we discussed. Exactly. Before that, though, Zach Wheeler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. Dude. We'll talk about all that. Anyway. Save some. Jeez. (laughs) Just getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting frustrated now just thinking about it. Don't worry about it. One fifty nine and three. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Again, like I said, I don't want to win the division. <laughs> well, I've told you. I've told you this. <laughs> three games in, <laughs> you may be so getting great. your wish. Yeah, not looking so great. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Hey, ah, oh. Coach Mike off the top rope. Okay, off good morning. The top rope. Let's see if he's uh, quick enough on this. Let's go ahead. And get to today's rundown. Here's the rundown. The Monday rundown is brought to you by our friends over at Zion Christian Academy. And they are happy to send you on a tour of their campus. Just give them a call. 931-388-5731 to schedule that today. Or just visit zioneagles.org. You can find all of the information about their school and more on zioneagles.org. Phone number 931-388-5731. Zion Christian Academy, proud sponsor of local high school sports. In Friday baseball action, um, Columbia Academy went down to Chattanooga Central, participated in their invitational tournament, defeated the host Purple Pounder 16-0, and defeated Gadsden City out of Alabama 10-3. At the Viking Classic over in... um, Community? Yeah, Unionville. Unionville. Yeah, it was Madison, Indiana 7, Eagleville 4. Eagleville bounced back with a 12-2 victory over Sequatchie County. Fayetteville 8, Blackford, Indiana 3. Beach got a 5-0 win over Franklin County, and Huntland fell to Smith County 4-2. Hardin County was an 8-0 winner over Lawrence County. Tullahoma fell to Rockville 8-5. And Shelbyville was a 6-3 winner over Wilson Central. Hampshire defeated Franklin Christian 4-2 on Friday. In the second game, Franklin Christian 8, Hampshire 3. It was Richland 9, Huntland nothing. Spring Hill with a 13-2 win over Centennial. Dixon County and Montgomery Central tied at 2 apiece. Independence beat Columbia Central 8-3. It was DeKalb County 7, Community 6, and Community defeated Battleground Academy 8-4. Forest edged Page 8-7. Coffee County was a 4-1 winner over Loretto. Loretto also fell to Tullahoma 5-1. Nolansville a 7-2 winner over No. I'm sorry, Ravenwood a 7-2 winner over Nolansville. And Fairview fell to Nashville Christian 5-4. Zion Christian on Friday swept a doubleheader with Glencliff. 10 to 5 and 7 to 5 in six innings. In softball action on Friday, Loretto defeated Wilson, Alabama 10 1. It was Sullivan East 13, Grace Christian nothing. Mount Pleasant fell to Cornersville 8 3. Summertown shut out White House Heritage 8 0 in the Brentwood Invitational. Also, Nolansville edged the Lady Eagles 2 0. McNary Central defeated Franklin 6 3. Ravenwood, a 6-1 winner over Good Pasture. Columbia Academy, a couple of wins, 4-1 over Blackman and 3-2 over Green Hill in that Brentwood Invitational. And Columbia Central, a 4-3 winner over Zion Christian. In Saturday baseball action, Giles County fell to Pigeon Forge, 8-2. 
Columbia Academy with a 9-4 win over Signal Mountain at that Chattanooga Central Invitational. It was Blackman 11, Coffee County 1. Brentwood defeated Riverdale 12-6. Smyrna edged Franklin County 6-7-6, excuse me. And Coffee County 2, Rossview 1. Over at Unionville, it was Eagleville 9, Nolensville 3, Fayetteville 3, Nolensville 2. Knights Academy, a 13-0 winner over Franklin County. Shelbyville fell to Hartsville, Alabama, 13-0. Then bounced back and defeated Summit, 9-3. Fairview swept a doubleheader with Santa Fe, getting 10-8 win and 13-9. Columbia Central fell to Ravenwood, 12-3. Community defeated Smith County, 7-2, and defeated Cascade, (laughs) 11-1. Yes, this is a football score. In the Warrior Classic, Loretto defeated Section Alabama 21-10. It was Hardin County 7, Lawrence County 2. Brentwood blanked Munford 5-0. Collierville defeated Tullahoma 12-4. Battleground Academy 17, Huntland 4. Greater Gwinnett Christian out of Georgia 7, Columbia Academy 4. And Zion Christian with a 22-0 win over Riverside Christian. In softball action on Saturday, Summit fell to Walker Valley 7-0. Station Camp a 22-0 winner over Franklin County. Summertown 4, uh, Lexington 0. Summertown 5, Page 0. Columbia Academy swept a pair of games. They defeated Stewart's Creek 7-2 and Ravenwood 1-0. Cornersville was a 15-0 winner over Zion Christian and then Zion Christian got a 3-0 win over Cornersville. So, there you have it. That is your. I'm sorry. We got a schedule to go through. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that today, is your results. Those are your results in upcoming games on Monday. Baseball action in 12A. Frank Frank Hughes. Whoa, whoa. Tri- yeah, you got to go, but you got to go through it all again. Frank Hughes defeat. Um, defeated. No. Frank Hughes travels to Loretto for a four o'clock doubleheader today. Hampshire is at McEwen for a 4.30 doubleheader. In District 10A action, Cullioca travels to Santa Fe for a 5 o'clock start. In Division 2A, District 3 plays on. Christian plays at Providence Christian starting at 5. At 6 p.m. first pitch, we have Tullahoma at Lawrence County, Richland at Mount Pleasant, and Summertown traveling to Collinwood at 6.30. It's Centennial at Spring Hill. Franklin Road Academy at Columbia Academy and Independence at Summit. In softball action today, Zion Christian plays at Mount Pleasant. That's a 1 o'clock start. Businessman special there. Um, Cullioca travels to Community for a 5 o'clock game. Frank Hughes will play a 5 o'clock doubleheader at Richland. Independence travels to Dixon County for a 5.30 matchup at 6 o'clock. Coffee County plays at Lawrence County. Loretto comes to Columbia Academy. And at 6.30, Columbia Central plays at Franklin County. And that is your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some Zion Christian baseball and softball as we got a chance to get out there uh, on Friday. So, Stick around. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other games from over the weekend as well. And uh, that Columbia Academy uh, performance out in Chattanooga was pretty solid. So we'll get to all that and more in segment two on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. 
When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live on Facebook if you have are looking for a place to watch or listen to the show. Michael letting us know we're getting that echo, and this is not the first time that we've gotten this echo. We are trying to figure out the the issues with that, because there there are some, there are some few things that we have to figure out here and there, uh, especially without the expertise of John Paul or J.P. Plant. We are a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, – Alan Jackson had a song called Work in Progress, and that's how I feel sometimes. I'm just like, oof. Happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but – if we can figure it out, that's great. If we can't, you can still listen to us on. Uh, <laughs> you still listen to us on the internet, frontporchradiotn.com. Uh, you can listen to us just by saying Alexa, play WKOM. <laughs> Speaking of our expertise from JP Plant, he's coming in to help us out with a third camera angle. Uh, Ned Rich asks Mo, "Have you ever written a book?" <laughs> no, I have not. Don't you think you should? You know, you're not the first person, nor is Ned the first person to ask me that. And it's something I've considered. Um, I don't know. I'm just not sure I'm ready to work that hard. <laughs> most of the things I write, it takes, you know, maybe a week at most, and I'm done with it. Um, I don't know. It's it's something I have thought about, you know. So I'll tell you, one of my favorite books that I, I get I got to read was essentially, and I you know what I'm just gonna look it up. Let's see. Hmm? Ned says, "Would you like to write a book?" I don't know if he is. Um, if he's pitching a book, pitching a book, or <laughs> <laughs> oh. That would make it a lot easier if he were. Cause. Perhaps, perhaps you, Ned, tells the story. And I write and it? you write the story. Uh, this would make it a lot easier on you. No, it would make it considerably easier. And I'm sure, there's no question Ned has a story to tell. I don't know if that's the direction he was heading in or not. But um, highly fascinating individual. Yes, he is... Uh, Certainly one of my 
my favorite oh, folks man. in this town. One of the best in this town and beyond, no question. No doubt. Yeah. Um, one of the best books, or one of the most, my favorite books, Tales from Alabama Prep Football by Ron Ingram, who covered prep football in Alabama for years and years and years for the uh, Birmingham News, but also is now the communication director for uh, the Alabama High School Athletic Association. So, so uh-oh, he's got a deal for you. Okay. If you're not sure where we're getting this information, uh, it is on Facebook. You can comment, and we will interact with you on the show. Uh, so he's got a deal for you. So okay. I guess I guess you need to uh, find your way over to Custom Stone Handlers today. We at some can talk. Point. And uh, <laughs> always, always willing to listen. Chop it up, as they say, with Ned Rich. So, no doubt. Uh, we we will definitely talk. You know, and you know, to your point. Your your story about Alabama high school football, you know, we've had Stephen Hargis of the Chattanooga Times Free Press on. He did a book, Eight Hateful Miles, mm-hmm. um, about the South Pittsburgh-Marion County rivalry. And that's something he's lived as a, as a Marion County, as a Marion County native, as a South Pittsburgh graduate. So my thing would be, you know, if I were ever going to take on something like that, it's it's got to be well, something that I feel some level of expertise in, like you said, and I'm not sure what. Well, that the is. cool thing about Ron's book is the chapters are individual stories of games that he saw or covered over the years, so they're only, you know, it's a it's a unique story about the game. It's not obviously about the game, or it might be a unique rivalry that you have some you know interest in, like Franklin Brentwood or something like that. But the most of the book is broken down into you know eight to ten pages about one story, and then it's another eight to ten pages. And, I mean, you've been doing this for 30 years, man. Yeah. You could probably figure it out if you well, went back to is, the – Well, the the backside of doing it for 30 years is how so much forget. stuff starts to run together after a while. And and, 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 and when you can't find your bylines on the internet hmm, – There is that. <laughs> yeah. It's like you didn't exist. Anyway, um, we all know better, but – man, that was sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got jokes. That was on worth a the price morning. of admission, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Friday afternoon. What do you say? Yeah. Because we 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 got over to Zion Christian for uh, they they were smart enough to play baseball and softball at the same time, and I say smart enough because. It helps us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the end goal for him. I tell you what, though, when you've got baseball and softball both going on at the same time as Zion Christian, it can get a little hazardous. It was tight. two words: foul balls. It was it was tight. Yeah, uh, and and when I'm screaming heads up and nobody's turning around, that's a problem. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't say it didn't warn you. Yeah, we tried. We tried. Yeah, it's anyway. on you at that. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, I think the most important thing we need to talk about here is a story that you wrote uh, and published on Saturday, and it doesn't really have to do as much about the game. No, as... no. The Saturday story didn't have as much to do with the game, as we said in the rundown. Zion Christian baseball with a ten five seven five doubleheader sweep of visiting Glencliff, but in so the second game was set to be a five inning game. Zion Christian's leading five two. Glencliff ties it up with three runs in the bottom of the fourth because they flip-flopped for the second game and Glencliff hosted. Game goes to extra innings. 
in the bottom of the sixth, Jaron Kaiser catching for just the second time in his high school career, the first time being the early game. Um, there was a foul ball hit up around the first base dugout. First baseman Cade Montgomery is converging on it at the same time as Jaron Kaiser is. Kaiser decides to lay out, and Montgomery's knee catches him in the face, and it's every bit as horrible as it sounds when I say it. Um, However bad you think it is, it's worse. Yeah. Um, he went down. I think the consensus is that he momentarily blacked out, understandably so. Um had to be helped off the field, obviously. Gashed his teeth were forced into his lower lip, gashed that out. Um has some fractures in his eye sockets and jaw and will be undergoing surgery at um Monroe Carroll Junior Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. Is expected to be hospitalized for a couple of weeks probably because surgeries plural are the plan right now to um to repair that stuff and clearly he won't be back on the baseball field this year and so and may not get to the football you know it's it's hard to say they're saying it's a it's a 10 week recovery that's two and a half months so you know do the math we're getting into june ish and i mean he sounds like a gamer but I'm just not sure what the medical prognosis is, and I'm not sure that anybody else is at this point either. So, you know, but, you know, you're talking about facial surgery and potential shots to the head. So uh, I'm thinking those probably don't mix. So it'll it'll be interesting to see when he returns to athletic competition for Zion and, you know, for the sophomore and for that program, especially, you know, as small as, their numbers are for athletics. That's a tough blow. Yeah, especially a guy who can catch for you, uh, well, who can play multiple positions at, at, you on know, the baseball as, field. As and, John McDonald was saying, he had been a pitcher shortstop for them, but he came in to catch to give um, their regular catcher a break, you know, and, and did a great job. He, like, he threw the ball around like he'd been catching all his life. He threw – Three guys out, four guys out on the base pads. I think he caught three guys attempting to steal, threw a guy out on a back pick at second. And he, if you had not told me that he had never caught before, I never would have known it. So, um, and so that's, that's kind of tough. But, um, wish him the best as he, um, goes through the procedures that he's going to be going through here over the next bit. And, we will keep an eye on that situation as it goes. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, like you said, they they did get the double or the doubleheader win. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty solid. Pretty solid little uh, win there, especially for a team or, or for that game where it was kind of back and forth early in that first one, and then Zion kind of. I guess, kind of broke it open. Yeah, they, they broke had, it open. I think late. they had a uh, six-run fourth, kind of, and talked to Brad Weeks, who is a um, fellow, as he put it, fellow Franklinian, 
um, talked to him after the game. He said that they have always kind of had that one inning where the, the wheels kind of fall off for them, and they had one of those, and Zion was able to take advantage. And so um, you know, good wins for Zion just for the fact that that was a team that kind of needed to have some success. They were 3-5 and five coming in there, playing that really tough Division 2A and District 3 with Columbia Academy, Franklin Road Academy, Middle Tennessee Christian, that bunch. So, you know, they um, needed to pick up a couple of wins over a Glencliff team like they did. Um, just could have done without, obviously, the, the injury situation. Yeah, and on the softball side, uh, Columbia Central was able to get a comeback win over Zion. Yeah, that that Zion team had really been rolling going into that ball game. 50 runs in three games prior to meeting Central on Friday. I I guess Russ Adcox took over the offensive coaching duties. I'm not sure, but... uh... (sighs) No, they had um, they had been playing really well, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and like you said, jumped out and led Columbia Central in that ball game at one point before falling four three. Yeah, um, tough go of it in that late um, that late loss because you know in the story that I wrote. Russ Adcox basically said they were able to make the plays at the end of the game. And in a game where there were several errors, you know, not making them is almost as, you know, is, is pretty, pretty well important. I'm going to tell you, I think, I think Russ may be the perfect coach for this team because he's really patient. And this is a team with a lot of young players that make a lot of youthful mistakes and and I think he's got the the personality to to kind of help them through some of those. I mean, they they made a couple of base running errors, ran through a stop sign coming from second to third and and ran into an out that um ended the inning at one time. Um they've had some base running situations similar to that that you know, some of it the only way that you're going to get it dealt with is to you know, see those things and then kind of discuss why that wasn't such a good idea, different things like that. And and you're right. He does do a great job of that. And and that's one thing that, you know, you have to remember that this is a young team for almost all intents and purposes. This is a very young team. Mm -hmm. They have a, a freshman in the circle who is going to be very, very good for them over the years. Uh, Ashley Coble is fantastic in the circle. Well, she's she's pretty good right now. She had a no hitter earlier last week. Um, had her struggles late, like you said, in that central game. But yeah, central is a team that can put a lot of pressure on you as well. Yes, yes, they can. Starting with Savia Morgan. Yeah, and Hannah Thompson Cole basically said they've had their ups and downs all year. Uh, she's still working out her lineup and. I think, you know, they're going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah, I think well. I think they had some injuries during the preseason that kind of impacted their early season lineup, particularly Summer Hooten, I think, had a knee 
that kept her out for a couple of weeks. She was huge in that Friday game for Central. Um, she's going to be a factor for them in the circle as well. And when you've got, you know, a, a Savaya Morgan, when you've got a Tashia Lyles, um, some of the talent that they've got, it's just a matter of them growing together and, and figuring some things out. And with the late coaching change that resulted in Hannah Cole being at the helm, they're they're all having to learn each other in their roles. So Yes, no doubt. Um speaking of learning roles, let's take a break and when we come back we will talk about the different roles that are being taken at Columbia Central right now. If you haven't read our story on SM T and sports dot com, do so because uh we asked the question, who's in charge over at uh, Columbia Central as far as the girls' basketball program is concerned? And, well, the answer might surprise you. So check that story out or just listen in the next segment. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill, or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, joined by Maurice Patton. Got about 11 minutes to the top of the hour. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on Facebook and on uh, the internet. If you're on Front Porch Radio TN.com or if you're just listening on WKOM 1017 FM, we appreciate that as well. Want to take a quick second to let you know that this particular segment is brought to you by our friend at Farmers Insurance, Jason Egley. And Mo, Jason, along with Farmers, they believe that heroes deserve a break. And you know which heroes that Jason chooses to give a break? Teachers? That's correct. Teachers and educators and coaches specifically. If you are a a teacher in uh, the state of Tennessee, you can get a little bit of a break from Jason Egley and Farmers Insurance. Jason grew up right here in Middle Tennessee. He was a teacher himself, 15 years. Did you know that? I did not know that. Ha-ha, look at there. And uh, basically, as your local farmer's agent, he understands, you know, how teachers go the extra mile 
Uh, he wants to give them a little bit of a, a break because, you know, when you got to buy your own tissues. Among your other cla- things. Among your other things in your classroom. Every little bit counts. Mm-hmm. So Jason Egley is there to go the extra mile for teachers, offering exclusive discounts for teachers, coaches, administrators, and other educational professionals. Make sure to give him a call, 615-250-2723, and get smart about your coverage. Jason Egley, Farmers Insurance, sponsor of this segment on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. We have to give you that little disclaimer. So, <laughs> now got to stay legal. That's right. <laughs> um, and stay legal by making sure you have car insurance. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> On Sunday, you wrote or you published a story. You've been writing this story, like you said. Takes sometimes it takes a week. You know that's life. Um, but you asked a, a very simple question: Who's in charge? The answer, not so simple. Not quite as simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, tough situation. Um, after four seasons at the top of the girls' basketball program at Columbia Central, Joshua Bug was dismissed on March fifth. Um, took a number of observers by surprise, um, including us. <laughs> three weeks later. The principal who made that decision was sidelined as well, as Roger White has been suspended over the investigation that has sprung from the Comptroller's report looking into some um, disparities, maybe. That's a good word. In the... Finances of the cheerleading program at Central. So you've, you've got a ongoing coaching search and, and no one to lead it. Because, you know, Rose McLean was named interim principal, but apparently the edict has come down from the Central office that that position, the girls' basketball coaching position, will not be filled until there's a permanent principal in place, be that Roger White returning or someone else filling that position on a permanent basis. And so what do you do in the meantime? Yeah, because the calendar isn't stopping. And I would like to think that the obvious concern with that approach is that, you know, you're going to miss out on some folks that aren't going to want to wait. If somebody's looking to make a move, they're going to be continuing to look to make a move, and they're probably going to solidify their situation as best they can and just eliminate the Columbia Central job from consideration. Now, from a logistical standpoint, as I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, I can kind of understand you know, putting it on hold just because I don't know that a coach is going to want to come there not knowing who their principal is. And I don't know that you want to put a coach in that position. Yeah, no. But at the same time, you know, waiting, I'm not sure 
how that's helping the program either. So, you know, the bottom line is the principal situation has to be resolved. And um, it needs to be sooner rather than later. As Chris Pointer said, yeah, the, uh, the athletics director for um, Murray County Public Schools. And, you know, I don't I don't know how you expedite, you know, the investigation. I don't know how you expedite whatever decision you're going to make regarding the principal position. But to the extent that that's possible, that kind of needs to happen because this coaching situation, as you continue to go, potentially you're getting into the summer and summer camps and various things. Now, we talked to Cardin Cobb Virgo, who, depending on who you ask, is or is not the interim coach. She says she's not. <laughs> so um, She's the interim weightlifting uh, supervisor. She is the point of contact. <laughs> there you go. But she has not been told or asked. She's not been told she was interim coach or asked to be the interim coach. Um I feel like that's something you have to agree to, right? I, one would think, you know. <laughs> hey, so, you're the interim coach. Wait, what? Well, huh? well, well, excuse me? Wait. Yeah. So, and I mean, she and Megan Kilburn, like you said, have taken up all of the stuff that would be going on in the spring, you know, weightlifting, conditioning, open gym, that kind of thing. She said, as is mentioned in the article on sm-tnsports.com, that she and Nick Campbell, the boys' basketball coach for now, have been working on, you know, next year's schedule, and particularly with them moving into a new district, that kind of takes on... With a lot fewer teams. Mm-hmm, which means you've got a lot more non-district games that need to be scheduled. That's that's another thing that's going to be very odd. You're going to see some... You're going to see some older rivalries continue without the district... Component, over, of, component it. of it. Component yeah. of it. Also, you're going to... You're going to see, you know how in the past, after January 1, it's typically been reserved for almost all, exclusively all district. District, mm-hmm. district. Well, you can't do that anymore. Not with a five-team district. So that's, that's, gonna, that, that's really going to throw some wrenches out there. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're scheduling against other teams in larger districts, they may not have games that far down because they're playing – all district games at that point. So, you know, schedules are more challenging than a lot of people would think off the top. So there's a lot going on with Columbia Central's girls basketball, even though there's nothing going on. (laughs) That is the best possible way to have put that. Um, But the article, like you said, is on the, on the website at sm-tnsports.com. Um, kind of looked at the nuances of that and, you know, hopeful for some type of resolution at the top so that we can get some type of resolution with that program. Because, again, 18 and 12 last year made the region tournament for the first time in six years, four seniors coming back, a lot of momentum. You know, Cardin Virgo says that what's going on right now has no impact on the momentum. I respectfully question that, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they'll get somebody in there quick that can, you know, continue this uptick that the Lady Lions are on right now. Hopefully they can. Read the story. Interesting quotes in there. (laughs) Um, And by quotes, I mean quotes. quotes. 
from other people. Things that other people said. It's very important to note. Um, yeah, so there you go. If you missed any part of today's show so far, don't go back and listen to it. It has been... <laughs> <laughs> it's been tough, but it's been Monday, and that's okay. No, I'm kidding. Go back and listen. It's on the podcast. The Hour One podcast is available for you on our website. SM- it's informative, if not pretty. It, it There's that. We may not be the best at flowing sometimes. But, but there's some information there that you might want. Plenty of information. Yep. It's also available on the website, sm-tnsports.com. Podcast tab, just drop down menu, Prep Sports Podcast is hour number one. Hour two is coming up where we talk to Chip Walters, as always on Monday. And we'll talk Braves slash uh, NCAA tournament and much more as we get. Uh, and the SEC uh, is dominating the Baseball America poll as per usual. So all of that and more coming up on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Stick around.